Well, fancy meeting you here. Glad to have you along. This is the Lord of the Storm, and we are working our way through the book of Matthew. I'm your Bible reading friend, Dan Parr, and I invite you to turn in your Bible to Matthew 27 now. Naturally, I'll be reading from the fantastic Easy to Understand and Read, or E-U-R, Bible, which I put together and have available on Amazon. So, we need to start thinking about where to go after Matthew. We've only got one more chapter after this chapter. I'm thinking Acts will be a good one to go through next, but if you have suggestions, reach out and let me know. So, today, we'll look at how Jesus responds to Pilate and understand a little bit more about substitutionary release of sins. So, let's ask for God's blessing as we read. Father, open our eyes to hear from you as we encounter you in your word today. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew 27. When morning came, all the chief priests and the leaders of the people made plans to put Jesus to death. They tied him up, led him away, and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then when Judas, who betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned to death, he felt regret and brought back the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and leaders, saying, I have sinned because I betrayed an innocent man. But they said, What is that to us? You deal with it. He threw down the thirty pieces of silver in the sanctuary and left. Then he went away and hung himself. The chief priests took the pieces of silver and said, It's not lawful to put this money into the treasury since it is blood money. They consulted together and bought the potter's field with the silver as a burial place for foreigners. So that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then what Jeremiah the prophet spoke was fulfilled. They took the thirty pieces of silver, the price of him whose price had been set by the children of Israel, and they gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord commanded me. Then Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said to him, So you say. When he was accused by the chief priests and leaders, he answered nothing. Then Pilate said to him, Don't you hear all these things they are charging against you? Jesus didn't answer him, not even one word, and the governor was greatly amazed. Now, at the feast, the governor had a custom to release to the crowd one prisoner, whoever they wanted. They had then a notorious prisoner named Barabbas. So, when they were all together, Pilate asked them, Who do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called the Christ? For he knew that it was because of their envy they had handed over Jesus. When Pilate was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent him a message saying, Don't have anything to do with that righteous man, for I had a nightmare about him last night. Now the chief priests and the leaders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to put Jesus to death. But the governor asked them, Which of these two do you want me to release to you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, What then shall I do to Jesus, who is called the Christ? They all said to him, Let him be crucified. But the governor said, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted even louder, Let him be crucified. So when Pilate saw that nothing was being accomplished, but instead a riot was starting, he took water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this righteous man. You take care of it. All the people answered, May his blood be on us and our children. Then he released Barabbas to them, but Jesus he had whipped and handed him over to be crucified. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus to the praetorium, their headquarters, and gathered all the soldiers together. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. They braided a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and a reed in his right hand, and they knelt down before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! They spit on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. 
After they mocked him, they took the robe off, put his clothes back on him, and led him away to be crucified. As they came out, they found a man from Cyrene named Simon, and they forced him to go with him and carry the cross. When they came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull, they gave him sour wine to drink mixed with bitter gall. When he tasted it, he would not drink it. After they crucified him, they divided his clothing among them by throwing dice, and they sat down and guarded him there. They put a sign over his head with the charge against him, written, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. There were two robbers crucified with him, one on his right and one on the left. Those who passed by cursed him, shaking their heads and saying, You said you'd destroy the temple and build it in three days. Save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests also mocked with the experts in the law, the Pharisees and the leaders, saying, He saved others, but he can't save himself. If he is the king of Israel, let him come down from the cross now, and we will believe him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now, if he wants him. For he said, I am the Son of God. The robbers who were crucified with him also ridiculed him in the same way. At noon, there was darkness over all the land until three o'clock. At about three o'clock, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When they heard it, some of them standing there said, He is calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and took a sponge, filled it with vinegar, put it on a reed to give him a drink. The rest said, Leave him alone. Let's see whether Elijah comes to save him. Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and released his spirit. Then the veil in the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom. There was an earthquake and rocks split apart. The tombs were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming up out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection, they entered into the holy city of Jerusalem and appeared to many people. Now the lead soldier and those that were with him guarding Jesus, when they saw the earthquake and the things that were done, were terrified and said, Truly, this was the Son of God. There were many women who had come from Galilee with Jesus to care for him, who were watching from far off. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. When evening had come, a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who himself was also Jesus' disciple, came. This man went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Then Pilate commanded the body to be given to him. Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and he laid it in his own new tomb, which had been cut out in the rock. Then he rolled a large stone against the entrance of the tomb and left. Mary Magdalene was there, and the other Mary also, sitting across from the tomb. The next day, which was the day after the preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered together to see Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember what this deceiver said while he was still alive. After three days I will rise again. Command that the tomb be made secure until the third day, so that his disciples don't come at night and steal him away and tell his people he has risen from the dead. The last deception will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have guards. Go, make it as secure as you can. So they went with the guards and made the tomb secure, sealing the stone. And Barabbas was released instead of Jesus. I think that's interesting because as I went through this chapter, it occurred to me that Barabbas was the first one to be pardoned by Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. He was the first one to have his debt paid by Jesus' death. And in this, we see that just like Barabbas, we are guilty. We deserve to be punished, but we are set free by what Jesus did on the cross. We have our sins forgiven because of him. 
Without Jesus, Barabbas' fate was sure. He was going to be killed for his rebellion. Just like us, without Jesus, we're going to be punished for our rebellion against God. When we fail to recognize him as the authority of our life, it's going to catch up to us one day. But fortunately, we are forgiven when we accept that Jesus died for us. The other thing that stood out to me this time was how the leaders of the Jews secured the tomb the best that they could so Jesus' body would stay in the grave. They were afraid that his disciples were going to come in and steal the body, which they could have already done if they wanted to. Joseph of Arimathea, who was a secret disciple, and Nicodemus had the body already. And the other disciples knew it. They could have disposed of it then and said he rose again, but they didn't. But still, the Jewish leaders wanted to make sure that it wouldn't happen, so they secured the tomb and had guards. But Jesus still arose and came out. It doesn't matter what you try to do and put Jesus in a box. You might think he is dead and buried in your life, but it's just not true. He can't be contained. Life always springs out of him. And when you are around him, he breaks down whatever defense you think you might have, and he always wins. So there's my thoughts on this chapter this time. I trust God is giving you insight as you spend this time in his word. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your substitutionary death on the cross for our sins. And just like Barabbas, we get to go free because of what you have done as we choose to accept and follow you. Thank you also that you are alive and active and able to defeat the best defenses the world has to contain you. May your word spring forth life in all who hear it, and may you be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, the next episode has the final chapter of Matthew, and it is awesome. So I invite you to come back for it and believe that God will bless you for the time that you're spending with him as you and I go through the word together. Thanks for listening. God bless.